There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a peaceful land, paradise is threatened by an unspeakable evil. And only one person has found the power to restore perfect order. In a new action-adventure game for your Super NES comes an exciting tale. The Secret of Mana. Square, maker of the world's greatest video games. Oh, that's cocky there at the end, isn't it? It is. And I've been saying it, mana. It's obviously mana. Hey everybody, welcome back to Play Retro. That's right, this is Play Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson. And when I pulled that sword out of the rock in the river... Well, I couldn't wait to slap around some bouncy slime creatures with my hot new weapon. Where did my a-hole friends go, by the way, that pushed me off the waterfall bridge uh, thing? Well, I'm going to use this sword on them. Use my real-time combat skills to reap my revenge and send them back to the Stone Age. I think we had a similar experience because I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and this mush boom can suck my cocobos. <laughs> That's right, because I am already dealing with a, a getting kicked out of my potato village for pulling the mana sword, or mana, like some Excalibur-wielding high-fantasy hippie trying to save the world of trees. Current mood? Action RPG ass-kicking as soon as this thing charges. Time to mana up! Yeah, mana up, everybody. Mana. So, I say mana when it's a game where I have resources and I have to keep my mana up. Right. But I think I do say mana when I say the secret of mana. I don't ever say the secret of mana. Interesting. Right now that you, you but now that the, I keep saying it, the hype. I keep saying it in my head, and now I'm not sure. I don't know how I said it before, but that guy really threw me with his mana. Now I now it's yeah. all I can think about. Well, now it's, it was a secret of how they say the mana, the mana. All right, yeah, the mana, mana, a, a mana. What is what is it? Man to man. What is what is mana that? Say a mana, mana, a, a mana, a mana. Yeah, mana. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> mono a mono, mono a mono. <laughs> Uh, Secret of Mono. You're saying the same words. Here's the deal, everybody. We're back. It's uh, Play Retro. Sorry for the weird uh, record time. We're actually recording today on a Sunday. This was meant to happen last Wednesday. But I had no water, internet, or power that day. Uh, And so I couldn't do any of these things. Um, And also that day got real weird because that night I got one of the worst flus our whole family did uh, that we've ever had. Worst stomach virus ever. And I had no water until late Thursday night. So uh, I'm telling you, you were like like E.T., yeah, and you are connected emotionally, <laughs> physically to your plumbing system. It feels like it. Or hey, I heard. Hey, I heard it. Ouch! You want to hear the theory? I'll mention it on film sack too. But the theory yeah. rolling around is, you and I had a somewhat famously interesting argument about the meaning of all the rain and water <laughs> in the movie uh, Minority Report. 
Right. And somebody suggested that this was uh, the curse, part of the curse. It was like me getting my comeuppance for what you you had said all those years ago. There's a chameleon out in your front yard going, his name is Karma. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's what you get. Yeah. Watch out for karma. Karma, 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 chameleon. (laughs) It's the right words, right? It is. No, it's not karma. It's comma. I think for comma, comma. It's not comma. It's karma, right? Is he really it's, saying karma? karma? I don't know. What did boy George He's not talking do? about comma. What is it? What is a comma? Comma, 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 chameleon? No, that doesn't make any sense. Comma, chameleon. That's <laughs> C-A-M-A. Comma, 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 chameleon. Oh, you're right. Karma. It is karma. Yeah. Yeah, karma, karma chameleon. chameleon. All right, you're 100% change, correct. Changes. Yeah, you're 100% correct. Yeah, what was I thinking? I don't know. Check Everybody it. thinks the same thing, though. It's a, I wasn't... I, w- I was like... Probably in my 40s before I discovered that, Scott. You don't have to. I'm, I'm not saying, oh, look at you. You're so stupid. No. <laughs> I thought it was car- caramel. I think, I think I thought it was caramel chameleon or something caramel? at one point in time. That's good. Caramel. That's caramel. Good. Yeah. Look, if you're going to eat a lizard, caramel flavored better than any other choice. Right. That's how I look at it. But anyway, it was a stupid, dumb, really stupid week. And so it's good to mm. be here. <clears throat> we, we even had a whole nother dumb reason why we had to move film sack this morning. Oh, so stupid. I hate this. Yeah, I know. I hate it. Uh, which I'm, you know, we don't have to bring up here, but they make them yeah. up on TMS film sack or something. But mm-hmm. anyway, whenever one of us is down or has somebody in their family that's down, we have a rule. Family first is the rule here at the Frog Pants Network. And so we make a little room for what needs to happen. And then in my case was, you know, carve my name in the bottom of the toilet. And then, uh, <laughs> with your laser, your laser poo. Is that with my laser saying? butt. Yep. Gross. Yeah. If anyone needs embroidery, uh, not embroidery, what do you call that? <laughs> uh, yeah. Embossed. Embo- uh, no. Uh, no. Uh, engraved. Engraved. You need an engraving on your iPad or whatever? Let me know. Right. Oh, my I God. I can hook you up. Uh, anyway, it was real stupid, but we're here and we're glad and we're, we're going to be talking about the Mana series coming up. Before we do, though, um, as I was trying to sort of convalesce and get better, I went on a bit of a golf hunt. Mm. And by golf hunt, I mean video golf hunt because I'm not, I don't like real golf, like real time, got real, like actual outside golf. It just makes me tired. I don't like it. But video game golf has always been one of my favorite things. And um, in particular, I'm a big fan of like really old shit, like uh, the original Mario golf for um, Game Boy Color. The N64 game is also excellent. What's weird is those are like contemporaries of each other that came out like the same Mm -hmm. year, which is nuts. Um, the Hot Shots Golf series in particular is very good. And so that's here's, one of my favorites. Here's what I landed on because I was like all over the place. I was trying stuff on my Ambernick. There's a PlayStation, the PlayStation 1 Hot Shots Golf. Uh, one and two are pretty good, but they're not my favorite. And I couldn't remember what my favorite was. And after dinking around a ton, I figured it out. And my memory's just all messed up about what I was playing was my favorite. My favorite was the PSP game, the Open Tour or Open T. Or open T? Okay. Open yeah, I remember tea. that one. Yeah. I think it's open T. Yeah, open T. PSP game. Uh it was it became my favorite golf, you know, not realistic golf really necessarily, but still golf adjacent sort of title at that point. But I played everything this week. I played Turf Masters on the Neo Geo. <laughs> I played I don't know why Turf Masters. <laughs> Makes me crack up. Turf. I think it's the anytime you say masters after something, I yeah. think that is, but you know, masters is part of golf. So it probably, that probably fits the most appropriately. But whenever somebody calls something 
a master at something. Just I know it's cornball. It's but and it's it sounds it's like so a cornball. Neo Geo title to me when you hear that. Right. It's like oh, turf masters. Ah, you're turf on the masters. green. You know this kind of talk. Anyway, that's a very fun game too. By the way, don't don't uh, sleep on that one. Don't, but you don't sleep on it. GBA Mario, all this other stuff. Anyway, I just wanted to put out uh, some love for the PlayStation yeah. Portable Hot Shots Golf Open Tee, which runs extremely well on a Steam Deck. Like, in yeah, yeah. stupidly we, well. We, it's great. We had this discussion because we were talking about using our favorite new device, handheld device, the Embernic RG35XX, yeah. and it doesn't quite get to the PSP era stuff. Uh, it is PS1, and, you know, the PSP is more like a PS PlayStation, like, 1.5. It's yeah. just a little bit more powerful, and uh, just can't do it on the Ambernick. Right. It have. gets real close to what PS2 would be in terms of output, right. and that's just beyond the capabilities of, of the device. Much, but, but if you've got a Steam Deck or that ROG, whatever it's oh, called, yeah. Ally, uh, Ally. no-brainer, dude. Like, I just used OpenEMU again. Or yeah, just Odin. You got an Odin? I do not have an Odin. I like the Odin, though. It looks cool. It does look cool. But those are lesser thans, right? I don't think those can. Maybe they can do Dolphin and everything. They were one of the, I think they were the one, they were first to market, right? They they beat the Steam Deck and the Ally, the ROG Ally. Um, so they don't they're do Windows, do they? to do a second one, right? What's yeah, that but I don't think that thing runs like Windows games and stuff, does it? Or does it? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know. We probably need to get one in my hands to find out. Because I think the that. Odin, my memory is the Odin is just pure like, emulation and that's it like oh. the amber amber nick but capable of higher end systems or something right i can't remember but anyway you're probably right just putting it out there if you're looking for some just like escapism golf where you're checking the wind and you're doing the three hit thing you know hit once to go out there hit at the top of the meter hit it again as accurately as you can on the on the little marker bam perfect hit nice shot and it goes flying off They're somewhere like- it's great. What was that? What was that one golf game that was? It tried to be sexy. The, what was the sexy golf one that was like oh, around yeah. the same time? Oh yeah, what was that called? Golf. What was that? It had all the sexy characters. Was that a Dreamcast game or something? <laughs> I don't really, remember now. Hold was on. It Dead or Alive golf or something weird, stupid like oh, that? Oh, you know what? It might have been. Um, let's see. Super sweet. Okay, golf. don't do an image search for sexy golf game because, <laughs> good lord. <laughs> Uh, I can't find this. There was, uh, let me see. Yeah, there's, there's gotta be, I, can't, I just remember this. I was like, oh, another golf game. We were really going, especially around hot shots. Everybody was loving the hot shots. And I was just trying all of them. There was like yeah. one that was like a little bit too sexy for, uh, too sexy for my shirt. So I had like, okay, it could have been dead or alive. They did the volleyball it. thing and some other stuff, by the way, look at that. Right, image right. I found. That's pretty good. That's pretty hot. That image I just put in discord. That's pretty um, <laughs> But anyway, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh my God. That is, oh my God, Scott. Why would you show me a bunch of pale white men naked? Oh my God. Well, they, they're all playing socks. golf. That's the worst part. Apparently in, in uh, Australia, nude golf is a thing. How, and, uh, how are these people this white in Australia? This sun's uh, a little, it's, it's rough, right? It's supposed to be. They're near the I equator. Don't I don't know. I don't know how it works over there. I, I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't know how the Australians work. Although lucky Phil's in the chat. He could probably tell us, but, uh, it's uh the point is like this sort of big headed goofball kind of golf stuff became right. really big around that time. Uh, Camelot made the first Hot Shots golf for Nintendo, and uh, or sorry, Outlaw Hot Shots, Golf, sorry. Outlaw Golf. Oh, Outlaw Golf. Yeah, I remember that. That's that was new. That was like 360 though, or something, or maybe PS2. 
I don't remember. My my MPS. Let me see. Um, no, this is oh, it was the Xbox. That's what it was. Oh, it was, was right it? when okay. the Xbox launched. That's right. That makes that sounds like something they would do. Yeah, <laughs> for a launch yeah. of the Xbox. Like how edgy we are. We're a, we're for adults over here. Screw Nintendo. Um, but anyway, Camelot Camelot made the first hot shots for PlayStation, and then it got taken over by Clap Hands or whatever they're called. Right. And uh, Camelot continued to make all the Nintendo ones, and doing a great job, no no doubt about it. But uh, I think that things really peaked around the PSP version of that game. And I think the new one's really good, by the way. The new one that came out on PS4 is still playable on PS5. I think it's on the PS5 or the PlayStation Plus monthly thing right now. Right, That's right. a very good version of one of those and is a modern engine and doesn't look like, you know, some old piece of shit. But, <laughs> but if, you got some, if you got some, like, feelings for that old school PSP Hot Shots Golf, yeah. uh, I'm telling you, it is real good on my Steam Deck. And plays like a dream. So check it out. I'm down with it. I am down. Brian, what'd you get up to this week while we were, you know, trying to have a show? Yeah. You do? Well, we well, I did some I got back got back into my 3D printing and I could not resist looking for something that would fit in with our mana series from the nineties this week. And I printed out what are called mush booms. Mush uh, booms. These are some of the yeah, these are little mushrooms that kind of they get all uh, sparkly and stuff in the game. They explode, they boom, and uh, so I printed these bad boys out, and I and Audra painted one of them for me so far, which is fantastic. I, yeah, love, I love it; it, it is great. Look at that. And I printed a little larger one to see if I could get her uh, also paint this one. Uh, but these are lovely little. Uh, I think I got these on uh, printables.com. Yep. I think I downloaded the 3D models for it. Yes, I'll try to post a link in the show notes. But yeah. that was a lot of fun. I I never played Secret of Mana, so it was fun digging deep into the, what the characters, the Chobos, and all them. Am I saying that right? Chobos, Ch- Chocobos, Chocobos. No, Chobos are <laughs> also like well. Chobos may be a Chobos. Uh, is definitely uh, not it. Chobos are long history right, thing Chocobos. in Final Fantasy. It's one of the crossovers. Which yes. <clears throat> you're all you guys are all hearing this now, and a lot of you are going, "Wait a minute, what does Final Fantasy have to do with my Mana series?" Oh, you oh, have no idea, that. no idea, we're man. Get into that more than you but think is the answer. More than you think. All right, and you know we've been really enjoying our, our little Amber Nix oh, we yeah. talked about a few minutes ago. And so I ordered this all the way from China. I didn't mention it to you because I wasn't sure how long it would take to get here. Yeah. It took about uh, four weeks to get here from AliExpress. And this is a little little console, little little arcade-looking machine right here. Yeah. And I will tell you, this stick on this thing, this little joystick, like a little – you know, this is like it's a little tabletop arcade machine, very small, a little larger – Maybe a little smaller in my hand, actually. Uh, but man, this little this little stick. Can you hear that? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, What's on there, by the way? Anything like games? Uh, just I haven't modified this one at all. It just came in like this, and it's got a bunch of just bullshit games <laughs> that you would expect on something <laughs> that came out of you know. Like, Here you go. Here's just some. Here's you some know, it's, it's always weird stuff like you know, super. Jump man, there's double dragon. There, we could play some double. Oh, dra- oh got some inspector gadget on there. Oh, well, thank goodness because finally yeah, a little dick, yeah, there. The wonderful little dick, remember that? Yeah, magic pockets, yeah, yeah. Well, listen to that speaker, too, boys. That That is some high quality stuff right there. Wow, I paid $25 for this thing, and it was worth every freaking dollar. It's a translucent smoke gray. You can kind of see the screen from the backside, plugs in through USB, got an SD card, yeah. Nice little buttons. I kind of want to. I kind of want to hear. Bucks. I want to hear this guy. Or die. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I don't know if that's that. on here. That's a good question. Yeah. Skate or die <laughs> or don't. You know, or don't skate or get matter by some bees. Skate whatever. Or distort your speaker. But you can plug in an SD card in this thing, 
Uh, it's like it's just got its own little screen. It's just little handheld format. This just funky. Yeah, I, I get two point five inch screen. I get this urge all the time to go check out and see what more of those little devices hang around. You know, like what's what's cool. The, the it's, it's really just ridiculous. The spot, if you don't wa- if you don't mind waiting, you know, like a month for something, mm-hmm. and you just want to just send China some money, yeah, uh, you know, oh, it's got Super, Super Bomberman tournament, um, Hudsoft. Uh, but yeah, I just thought, why not? I thought it'd be an interesting little thing to find out. There's some great, like, uh, the, the NES, you know, the little NES classic device, right? There's some real ripoffs of of that for like 20 bucks now. Oh yeah. So many. And they're full of, they're full of games. The other one doesn't come with, uh, it says perfect, perfect classic birthdays gift choice, choice for for the children slash adults. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) Anyway, oh, there's a Super NES ripoff. That's kind of cool. Uh, there's, ooh, what's this one? This is like a PSP, is that? Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Now, just be aware. It is going to be absolute trash. Oh, I guarantee it. <laughs> it's just garbage from day minute I mean, one, right? Yeah, it's going to be absolute trash. It's not going to be quality. Uh, we'll, we'll let you know what the quality stuff is. But, yeah, it's, it is what it is. You know, if you paid 20 bucks. And you, and you put it on your shelf and, you know, you put some stickers on it and you goof around with it for a little bit. It's probably you've got your $20 worth. I got, there's one in here called the 500 megabyte or sorry, 500 gigabyte retro game console hard drive has oh, 40, yeah, yeah. 48,045 games in it. Um, plug and play retro gaming. HDD. Yeah. And this thing's shaped like a cassette tape, though. Yeah, that's yeah, there's weird. a big market for that. There's uh, there's one that's actually fairly legit as far as. The quality of it, the the legalities of it is not legit, but the quality of it's legit. It's these big hard drives like you're showing on screen right now. Yeah. Um, and it's just got tons and tons of games. And there's some that are well curated. If you get the really well curated ones, those are a couple of hundred bucks. The one you're showing, of course, is $39. Yeah. And it's just a collection of every weird, funky thing that you could ever imagine. Do not recommend. But hey, why not? Yeah, the reviews are all right on this one. Well, right. no, that's not true. It's kind of low. <laughs> Hold on, let's see. Well, it is thirty nine dollars, and it's you know it's kind of novelty. What is it like three stars out of five? With four ratings. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, but there's there's a real there's legit drives out there. When I say legit, once again, I'm talking about quality. Yeah, <laughs> not legality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualities. Uh, that's that's important to note. Right. Um, does anybody make, oh, they do this SP looking thing. The foldable is kind of interesting to me, you know? Right. Yeah. I do find those interesting. Which is basically, you know, my Amber Nick, but folded is what I'm looking at. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the, it is the SP, right? It's the game, the Game Boy SP clamshell types. Uh, the, the, the look, you just, you just pass by that one that I have. Oh, you've got that. uh, Yeah. The, yeah. That one with a little stick and stuff on it. So if I go to ambernick.com. Oh, it's, they actually got a pretty nice site, and they're they've got distri- distributors in the U.S. Uh, so it, even though it's usually kind of fast when you order stuff from those guys, wonder how their Win Six Hundred is. That's their one that'll run Windows. Yeah, that's the that's the, some of the newer ones. Um, I have not tried those yet, but so far everything that Amber Nick has put out that I have received has been fairly decent, especially for the price. And every time they send me the the quality hardware. They also want to send me some bogus bull crap SD card with a bunch of crap on it. I'm like, just don't send me this. And it's like, well, we have an option for not sending you to the card. I'm like, okay, I'll take that. But that's sold out. Dang it. Fine. Send me the one with the card. 
I'll throw it away. <laughs> How do you feel about these these micro ones? We've seen these. They're tiny. Oh, the micro ones are useless. Uh, this kind of like uh, if you yeah, the micro ones are just they're really this. It's like the ones we have, but it's like half the size. So instead of the RG thirty five double X, it's like half the size. It's got a two point five inch screen, uh, which is just super small. And if you have if you have hands, it might be okay for a five year old. Here you go. Yeah. But, you know, for an adult, it's a, they're about the size. They're a little larger than a Dreamcast VMU. Yeah. That's, you know, they're, they're maybe like twice the size of, of that. It's interesting because small. These, some of these, like the, the Ambernick RG35 3V, which yeah, is like that. That's the next one up from, I think, what we have. Yeah. Too. And that one's got like dual yeah. sticks on it. Yeah. Because uh, it, it's got a stronger processor and it can actually do the PSP games and those games that use the dual, the dual sticks. That's not too bad. Would, yeah, would, gar- would the garlic shit just move right over? Do you know? Um, I'm not sure if I think there is a, it's a courting. Um, a lots of times the ones that get to that level, they don't run Linux. They run Android or maybe run a combination of Android and Linux. And once you get to that, you're talking about a different, firmware and OS and and uh, different things. But it, if you're wanting to emulate things like N64 and beyond, that usually has to run on the Android operating system from hmm. what I've seen okay. on these small mobile devices. It just makes it just makes better use of these mobile uh, CPUs. Gotcha. Well, all I know is every time I go here, it makes me want to buy about 10 of these and I got to stop looking. That's what I have to do. Right. Yeah. Because I like this crap. Uh, well, all right, then. Let's get into today's uh, discussion, everybody. Get ready for our main topic. Hold on to something. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts, son. Shall we play a game? We shall indeed. The game we're going to play, at least initially, is uh, Final Fantasy Adventures. And you say, Scott, wait, you mentioned the Mana series. Oh, yeah, yes, I yeah. did. What is this you're talking about? Yes, I did. Well, you, you might be surprised to hear that Final Fantasy Adventures on the Game Boy, not even Color or Advance, uh, there was a game called Final Fantasy Adventures, and it sounded like this. It's a loud one, isn't it? Pretty typical Final Fantasy hokum going on there. Yeah, on a, on a Game Boy at that, right? Yeah, That's oh yeah. Just- yeah. <clears throat> for sure. So this is a uh, this is a weird game. I played a bit of it. It is very poorly translated. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Uh, this is an era where translations were a lot fishier than they are right. now. Right? Can we? We'll we'll go ahead and start talking about uh, Ted Woosley. I'm not sure if he did this one, but I'm pretty sure he did the Secret of Mana. So, yeah, English translations were a fun topic this past week for me to study on this series because of the limitations of of what you got going on screen. Yeah, you know what he basically? Okay, here's what they made with this game, and it's going to lead into what they made later too. But this adventures game was like, hey, we know you know Final Fantasy and you're all done the turn-based thing that we do. But right. what we'd really like to do is compete with Nintendo on the Zelda front. We don't That's have a right. good Zelda competitor. So you know what? We're going to make that and it's going to have puzzles and real-time combat. And uh, you're going to have a little bit of story going on. And when you go from one screen to the other, it's going to respawn everybody. And if you go back, it'll spawn them again. Like it's basically, you you would not be... I would not be critical of you if you came to me and said, this looks like Zelda. Of course it does. Like straight up it does. <laughs> because because it is. And they didn't even try to they and they and they boy, they even tried to sell it in, in the US 
is a Final Fantasy game because that's what we knew Square for, right? Yeah. So it's just like, oh, they'll recognize this name. And it really, other than, you know, it's got, you know, one of the, it's got the creator who's doing this is, you know, really heavy, heavily involved with the Final Fantasy series. And, uh, you know, and so it made sense. And it's Square. And it's like, that's what you sell us on. It, in the, in Japan, it was known as, uh, I'm going to butcher this, Seiken Densetsu. That sounds um, right. And it's the, sure. it's the legend of the sacred sword. And, uh, yeah, we bought it. We said, okay, sure. Why not? We'll, we'll buy a few of these. Yeah. It went all right. Uh, this yeah. game did okay. And, uh, it is, uh, it's interesting in one way because this, I remember at the time thinking this was unusual that you could have a partner character that would run around with you. It didn't happen all the time, but you would right. have a companion. It reminded me of like, I don't know, Diablo or maybe Skyrim or something where you got, <laughs> Sorry, I just read some of the text. Dark Lord is looking for girl. Thank good Lord. Well, um, yeah, Dark Lord. Who is it? The, these, this, <laughs> the the localization is really something to see. But um, yeah, anyway, they simplified the story down. But they added some of those bit. stuff in there that I I felt like at the time was kind of new and interesting. Um, the way the game handled uh, the specifically the power gauge system. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. was interesting. Like I don't know, was lo- in a lot of ways, it was it was saying, "Hey, yeah, it's it's Zelda, but also we have some ideas." Right. And so, if you had been a Final Fantasy player, you're used to playing these JRPGs where you have to go, you know, and you basically have to have fights. Right. You have battles. You encounter battles, and you go to a different screen. You have to manage all the fighting, and you know, and picking, and moving through menus and stuff. They wanted an action, more like Zelda here, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, so they, they, but they still wanted you to feel like you were, uh, you know, you were restricted a little bit. So you weren't just OP. So you got this meter bar that like builds up. And when, when the bar goes to the top over time and you make a strike, then you really make good hits, good points come off the enemy and you move on. And so I, I thought that was good because otherwise you really are just hacking and slashing, uh, running around, killing everything. But you know. You've got, you've got to, you've got to manage your resources. Yep, and you got to save the, the mana tree because there's this. I'm oh, sorry, mana tree. I guess I don't. That's know. right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but this, there's a tree, and it's full of mana. And boy, howdy, do you got to keep that thing safe? Um, yeah, because you start off as a prisoner <laughs> of, of the Dark Lord who's looking for the girl. Yep. Uh, and you know, you you escape and you go on a, a little rampage because the world. Has uh, has has turned all of your little mush booms and stuff into you know into to baddies and you've got to yeah. destroy them. Yeah, what else Post-taste. can you do? It's all you've got, really. You've got no choice. Save the world. Okay, so is as weird as the origins are. We're talking 1991 here. This weird little experiment turns out it wasn't that weird. They had other stuff up their sleeve, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. we were about to get this. Much more dramatic sort of experience, right? We're feeling the we're feeling the drama of what's to come. Uh, so what we're talking about here is the secret of mana. This is the one everybody points to and says, "Yeah, oh this yeah, is where we got this is where we got involved, right? This is where people have least seen it." Yeah, or or this is where it's solidified as somebody's favorite of the era mm-hmm. or whatever. And there are a lot of people. You talk to a lot of 16-bit era console gamers, and they will tell you this is right up there, high on the list. Of their mm-hmm. favorites of all time, and again, it's kind of a Zelda. It's an answer to Zelda again, um, mm-hmm. just a 16-bit uh, entry, and they still got the whole mana tree business and all of that. Uh, it's it's a thing, but this got real-time uh, combat, character leveling, weapon upgrading, 
some really beautiful sprite work. Right. Uh, cooperative multiplayer. You can have up to three people controlling different characters, which is pretty cool. I never did any of this back no, in the I day. I never had anybody to play with me. And I didn't really play it until later. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't play this when it was on the SNES. Yeah, I didn't either. I, my, I had people who had it and were like, dude, you don't even know what you're doing if you haven't played this. It is were, such a magical, it's, it's such a nice, magical fantasy world. I really dug what I saw this past week, and I really got into it. And mm-hmm. once again, like Scott said, I only got to play by myself. That's yeah. how you roll with the secret. That's how we roll. Me. Yeah, we don't have yeah. a we don't have a good option otherwise. But it's fun. This is the one I played the most of. Um, mm-hmm. Played on the Ambernick, played on my Steam Deck, and I played it on desktop and moved saves around just to test that out. That was fun. That was a big. And this pain wasn't the even ass. the game that uh, Kochi Ishi uh, wanted to to give us. Right? He was uh, he, he was they were they were originally designed this game uh, for the SNES CD game system. Remember that? Did oh, you yeah. ever hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were working. They were working with uh, the what was it? PlayStation at the time, or Sony? They were working with Sony at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, they were looking at having, uh, you know, some some really big storage space. And instead, they had to squeeze all of their love onto one of those little carts, yep. which was much smaller. Yep. And it worked. Uh, so things got tossed out, and they even tossed out a uh, they tossed out a Chrono Trigger game. That's right. Oh, right. They're originally going to be some time elements, and they uh, they split that into another game called Chrono Trigger. So yeah. this thing is full of history. And don't forget, I mean, Tr- Chrono Trigger is considered the greatest JRPG of all time by most people. Yes. So yes. <clears throat> you should be glad. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. This, this could this could have been, but what if it had been? What if they had been? A, it would have been such a, a weird. I, it'd be like it'd be like the freaking uh, Sega CD stuff, right? They would it would have went nowhere. Yeah. What would have happened? Yeah. Like if Sony had stayed in engaged, you know, with Nintendo at the time. Oh, such a weird. No, it's a weird time. Yeah. In. I would love to like go to another time loop and go, all right, how did it go? Right. <laughs> I just want yep. to experience how it went. How did Sony and Nintendo work out in the long haul had they stuck with it? Now, Secret of Mana introduced. Now, in the, when you were playing on the Game Boy, it was it was still more like your classic JRPGs where you had to navigate a whole bunch of menus and stuff. If you was doing anything, it was real clunky. If you, uh, you know, you had one uh, weapon equipped and you had a, yeah. anyway, when you were in battles and stuff, especially in the later parts of the game, you had to switch between stuff and it was a pain in the ass. Yeah. In this one, it has like this, uh, this wheel thing that pops up. Yeah, they call it the power, not power gauge. What's it called? It's called the the power wheels. Power Power wheel. wheel. No, what's it called? No, something wheel. wheel. I have it right here somewhere here. Yeah, yeah. Um, It was a ring command is what it was called. Shit. Whatever it is. Close, close. Uh, 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 Kind of a new idea. You still see this in games all the time, new games. It's like a very common way to, you bring up a wheel, choose some stuff from the wheel, and then use the thing in your next attack or whatever. Um, much it's easy much to think faster. oh that's always been here but this is this was new then nobody was doing yeah. it and i liked it at first it kind of threw me because i was like wait a minute wait a minute and some of those wheels uh get into a lot of stuff even like your option stuff is even there so you can go in and you know how you adjust your controls and everything else is it it's wild stuff it, yeah. it's a really a, a really deeper game than i thought it was because i've played secret of mana before and when i say i've played it before people said you should play this I played it for 10 minutes and went, this is done. This is like Zelda. I'm out. Yeah. I don't uh, want to play a Zelda never, clone was the attitude I had at the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I never got any deeper than that, but, uh, but yeah. really digging deeper this, this past week, I found out 
a lot of the charm to this game. It's a lot of it, in my opinion, is the visuals and the music. It do is you, just, the music is just. Do you think it's funny that they are that cocky that they call? Let's see, where's that line? Let me see if I can find it real quick. Yeah. The world, yeah, I found it. The world's greatest video game, Square says in their ad, in their ad work. That just seems like the cockiest thing to say. A little, a little cocky. As, uh, <laughs> I, I'm trying to think at the very moment they said those words, was it true for just a second? Um, I mean, it was, tr- <sighs> if you were talking about Final Fantasy and the, and the massive, uh, influence and, 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 you know, game-changing thing that was Final Fantasy, then right. you, yes, they deserve credit for that. 100% right. they deserve credit for it. They weren't even the first turn-based sort of JRPG-style game, but they they own that space, right? So mm-hmm. I don't know. They deserve some credit of some sort, but they deserve the moniker of greatest <laughs> video game company of all time. I don't know. Not yeah, even the 93. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess, you know, from the marketing standpoint, I guess I've heard worse. It's I, not bad, I suppose. No, I've heard, yeah, blast, blast no, processing is worse. But, uh, but I will say the answer is right under their nose. They're building it for this very console. It's freaking Nintendo then was easily the king of the world. Like, <laughs> this is true. It was Sega, Sega in a distant second. Like, that's just the way it was. And I was a Sega guy. Yeah. And this is me saying that. How can you yeah. deny that? So Square going... You know, is Square one of the most important third-party developers ever? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Are they the bo- best ever? No. Were Sorry. they Square Enix yet? Was it? Are, are they Square? By this Enix time, this yes, point? I believe so. Okay. Um, let me double check on that. I think so. This was because that merger happened in '92. Did it? Right. Right. And '91 was when we got uh, the the Final Fantasy for the Game Boy. Uh, the Final Fantasy's Adventures, which is not Legends, totally confusing. Mm. Uh, Final Fantasy Legends has nothing to do with this series, by the way. Um, and then Secret of Mana was '93. Okay. Oh, it was still SquareSoft, which didn't have Enix. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm, I the must, timeline on that is coming. The timeline's weird. Let me see. I can't. This was very, this. this is one of the, this is a very successful game too, though. This is this might have what changed everything. This might oh, have given it did great. the control to you know to to move forward yeah no big no 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 mm-hmm. uh, no no shade in that direction for sure no okay here it is um uh I do square like- and enix uh later surviving company each share of this okay common stock oh the original square enix co was formed in april of 03 that was the merger oh. was 10 years away wow 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 that's crazy i did not know that I know. Phil's out of Phil's out of time, right? Nope, that's effed up in my head. I don't have that right at all. Right now, if you if you've imagined Zelda and you've never played Secret of Mana, yeah, and this is you're watching you're watching gameplay right now. If you're watching the video, yeah. um, she he is bringing along an assistant. This is not necessarily a two player. This is not necessarily mean that there's a second player. You do a lot of quest where you're bringing along another character and i think that character is the one is that the one that 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 heals you like instantly because that was crazy because she's I thought, a healer yeah. I, feel like, I feel like i'm cheating here because uh it was just like on demand yeah heal. she would just heal when you needed it um she's also playable so if you did the co-op version right. you would you could play her directly but um the game kind of used her like a bot you yeah, know yeah and it's weird and she wasn't she there could... all the time but she was she was there with you for a while um yeah. and once again same thing. It's not quite the willpower thing that we had in the Game Boy version, but it's similar to that. If you try to go in and attack your enemy uh, quickly, like a mush boom or something, right? Um, you're not. You're going to be hitting like you know, hitting ones. Mm-hmm. You're going to be hitting ones on that thing. You're not rolling much. You got to wait until your little bar, which creeps back up pretty quickly, mm-hmm. based on your willpower. Still, I think 
because you're you're still doing that. This is mm-hmm. still an RPG. You're still up, you know, leveling up and applying your, your stats skill points and, everything. and yeah. all that. Yep, yep. So the nice uh, thing is, uh, you don't um, you can swap between the characters in real time. So okay. if you were like, all right, I'm chopping away. Uh, oh, she would be better in this situation. Just, weak. just move over to her. It's a little bit like Final Fantasy VII Remake. You can do that in yeah. that. You can be Barrett Get or Cammy. Cloud or whatever. Get him Cammy. Is her name Cammy? My favorite. I think it is. Uh, my favorite part is when you get chest, you know, like Zelda would just walk into chest and, you know, the little top would pop open. No, not my boy. Nope. He kissed, he kissed the chest. Picks and he it does up, this shakes whole it. shaking thing. And yep. it's like he shakes it above his head. And it's like it's only like maybe four frames of animation, but it's just like, it's yeah, very it, violent. It's pretty stupid to be honest. It's very, I love it. Yeah. He grabs it and goes shuk, 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 every Here's time. The stupid mush booms. The stupid mush booms always. Oh, the original creepers, man. They're the worst. If you hate creepers, you'll hate some mush booms. Yep. They remind me of, um, they're like slimes in dragon, uh, uh, str- going, yeah. uh, dragon. What's it called? Not dragon warrior. That's what it was in Japan. Dragon quest. Dragon quest. There it is. Those mm, things are everywhere, and they're game. annoying yep. as hell. And we had a whole episode about those, everybody. We've had people say, hey, it might be time for a Dragon Quest <laughs> episode. No, we did we that. a lot of, yeah. Did we not do enough? Maybe we need to put out every time we do an episode, we should say the greatest podcast episode ever. Maybe we should take a page from, you know. Oh, just do it every square. time? Yeah. Yeah. You say it long enough, way. you start to believe it. Other people start to believe it. It's the greatest right. podcast ever recorded. We could say. Ever recorded. Why are you even listening to anything else? You're just wasting your time. I mean, there's something to that, right? Like you hear a lot of people online whose entire clout game yeah. is just saying they're awesome, even though they're not. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's kind of what you have to do in business, too. You always have to present uh, that your business is being successful. Yeah. But that's, when you're full, I just can't. I, my life, I can't stand feeling like I'm full of shit. I hate that right. feeling. Yeah. You know? So if I had told people. It is the single greatest hour of podcasting you've ever heard. I know I'm lying. You know, I can't do it. It's not it, worth it. I, I, It might be because we're Gen Xers. I'm not sure if that's true. Maybe it's true outside of our generation because I feel like a lot of baby boomers were taught that. I've heard a lot of baby boomers say that. No offense to baby boomers. That's just what I've heard from a lot of baby boomers. Seems to be a difference in, you know, uh, the, the take on it. If you exude if you exude success, yeah. you will attain success. Whereas Boomer, I mean, Gen X seems more, nah, meh. <laughs> <laughs> Where, you know, this is how we are. We're like, yeah, just take it or leave it. Yeah. yeah maybe. I don't know. I just feel, un- I just feels disingenuous to say it is all. Yeah. Yeah. We want to be, we, our generation wanted to be very authentic. We didn't want to bullshit. And I think this latest generation, uh, whatever is coming up is, is, they seem to be gravitating towards the, you know, the authentic. They they want the Z's? We grew up with talking about the Zoomers? We grew up with ugly people in our movies, right? Yeah. I mean <laughs> we did. That's true. That's true. A lot of people character. don't know this, but like a lot of a lot of the movie stars in our life, they had bad teeth. They right. had weird our eyes were all skewampus. They had like funky hair. <laughs> and that's the way we like. <laughs> that's it. right. They were real people, damn it. That's the way it worked. We now everyone's authentic. everyone's too uh, you know faked up now and I think they're yeah. going to they're going to make a turn. And all um, that shit's bull- that all that generational stuff is all bullshit because it it varies between person to person, but generally speaking, generation X experienced a certain number of things in our lives. We grew up during a time post Nixon that we all were now 
disenfranchised by the government. Just, just you know, a shared experience. Yeah, from and I know, I just know in my heart of hearts that if I really wanted to have something blow up, I could be a bigger dick and it would work. It would actually benefit yeah. having yeah. something blow up. I just don't want to do that. Like it's not in me. So all the other dicks will get all the money. I don't care. Go for it. But Square, uh, man, look square, at that. They, square, square. They, they, yeah, they're squarely but ready have, for Square. Worked, though, right? Because they, that's what they said. They said, we're the, it's the greatest game and people still, some people still, like, you would not believe the, the passion all the that fandom for this have game, for yeah. Secret of Mana. And they were so, let's, let's jump to this. They were so pissed as a collective group. I'm not sure, I'm right. sure we're not everybody. But when they made this remake in 2019, uh, 2018, of this game. They basically remade it top to bottom, 3D graphics, uh, same exact game, but you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Maybe Final Fantasy VII is a good example, but right. they they remade the whole thing. People were really excited about it, and the game ended up being a bummer. Nobody likes it. Mm. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I didn't play it, so I can't speak to as to why, um, but I'm my guess is sometimes when they do that, they forget what made it great and then lose their way, or you know, I don't know. Remakes are tricky. Right. But that community was not happy a couple of years ago, a few years ago. Yeah. They Still, t- they're very, they're, they, that's, that's fine. If you love something, you want it to be you know, handled with care. Yeah. It's what you want. You're, that's care. why you're a fan. Take care of my And shit. I played some of these uh, through the mana collection. Yeah. Collection of, collection of mana, I think, is the actual. They try to be clever with it. Collection of mana. Which sounds which like has, a game in itself almost, doesn't it? Like the new game, <laughs> Collection does, of Mana. It? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, you can play them that way. They, the uh, the remake I mentioned is on Steam. It's got yes. mixed reviews. Um, you know, it should be great because it's really just the same game, but there's something's lost, people say. And I haven't played it, so I can't speak to it. But Right. It's, um, I don't know. This this is pretty perfect. I, I got to agree. I emulated this thing on the Mr. FPGA. Yeah. Um, and for the SNES. And it, it was, the, and I found the ROM that was the, the, the earliest release I could find so I could have the most authentic experience. And it's a solid game. Yeah, it is. It's good. It is solid. It definitely improves upon uh, the, the Game Boy, which, which you would expect. But maybe it is worth saying that, uh, you know, when you swing at something and you hit it, it takes the points and it hits it. Whereas on the Game Boy game, there was lots of times there was a lot of flashing and you may even get knocked across the screen mm-hmm. just all kinds of weird gankiness on that uh on that first yeah. one but they learned a lot of stuff and they final fantasy adventures and then once they got to the secret of mana they really nailed it now really nailed it i'm going to talk to talk to you about the one that i think is the ugliest and then and then and the worst okay and you're going to be surprised oh i know people I, I know people love this one i realize i'm i'm wading into some serious dark water here when i say this right but let me play this and then we'll talk about it So that may sound like a PlayStation 1 game, and you'd be correct. Uh, this would be the title Legend of Mana for mm-hmm. the PSX 1999. Detailed 2D hand-drawn graphics again. Animation mm-hmm. for both character sprites and backgrounds. Has kind of a storybook feel to the whole thing. Uh, combat, once again, real-time. Players using more weapons, magic, and special abilities. Crafting mechanics. Multiple storylines to explore all that stuff. You might th- say to yourselves, boy, as a... As a as a mana fan, as a secretive mana fan, I can't wait for what's next on the PlayStation. And what's next, in my opinion, is ugly as shit, and I don't like playing it. So there's my there there you go. There's my hard controversial take of the day. I found this more fascinating than all of the rest of them combined for several different reasons. I'm still trying to figure out 
if I really like it or not. Because I, I think you have to finish. I think you have to finish Legend of Mana. Now, if you finish Secret of Mana, which I came pretty close to before, it's pretty consistent all the way through. Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yep. It's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. I didn't get to play all the way through Legend of Mana, but what I did play was... Such a unique experience. It was it was like playing nothing I've ever played before. And I was kind of worried. I'm like, ooh, how am I going to describe this? But this is PlayStation 1. Everybody is pushing for 3D graphics. This thing not only used 2D hand-drawn sprites, yeah. which wouldn't be that unusual, especially like for fighting games and things, but it also used 2D hand-drawn background graphics. So there's no real 3D involved. This felt more like it should have been on the Sega Saturn. And I was like, wait a minute. This is on the PlayStation? Wow, because these sprites are legendary, in my opinion, and how they look. Oh, they're the okay. They, they are... I don't like the style freaking, of them, I guess, but they move fine. They're animated They fine. move fine. They, are, they have personality. They're kind of larger on screen. There's something about this game that I absolutely love. I love the fact... That it is, it feels like almost open world because it's got this really weird mechanic. So you got this where you start out uh, and you're at your home, and then you unlock a uh, unlock an artifact, and then you place that on an overworld map. You get to decide where to put it, and I'm not even sure what the hell I'm doing <laughs> because I'm not even sure what kind of changes it makes because you have this that you go on the overworld. And, you know, this, there's like these continents and things and you can pick where you want to place. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? Because when every time you move to a different spot, there's this row of uh, characters that are going to influence things like a, a Jin, like a genie. That's like one of the characters. And it changes every time you move stuff. And I'm like, what is all of this randomization that's going on? And how is it affecting my gameplay? Mm. Uh, and so... This one, to me, like I said, it felt more fascinating because it felt like I was crafting my own adventure, which was totally different. Everything before this seemed very on rails. This seemed a lot more. I'll give you that. Choose. There's an openness to it, but I don't like the combat. The combat is based on basically Double Dragon. Like you'll yeah, encounter is, some creatures. It, the com- like you're right. The combat is the least interesting part of this. And yeah. I don't even think you even have to do it. I, everything I've seen so far leads me to believe that you don't even have to finish the game by doing any fighting at all. You don't even have to fight. <laughs> wow. You can choose it. That you seems, can choose not to fight. That seems like a bad idea, though. You know? I, your game. But, yeah. <laughs> but I enjoyed myself. I, I played, like, for, like, an hour and a half, didn't fight once, and I was just playing basically what looked like a point-and-click point adventure, mm. meeting these interesting characters, reading this interesting dialogue, and listening to this amazing music because finally we get the full experience of multimedia on yeah. a CD. Yeah. And That's true. Uh, I find this one to be the most interesting out of everything we played this past week. Once again, like I said, I don't know if the gameplay is consistent throughout. 
I may get into a certain point and go, okay, this game is just failed. And that's probably the biggest complaint. I'm, I'm probably guessing that's probably what people are complaining about. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't feels, a gi- it wasn't a gigantic sales success. I know that, but that doesn't mean this anything. Felt, this felt more epic. This felt like the original vision. This, this this all was through the life of Kochi Ishii. He had he was involved with all of these, and this felt like kind of like the final vision to me. It felt like finally he was given enough. Re- the first game, the very first one, that Final Fantasy we talked about, yeah. that was actually supposed to be. A uh, five disc on the Famicom disc system. Oh wow! And they had I to tear it down to a Game Boy cartridge. Yeah, crazy. That's, that's so much smaller. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the second one was going to be on you know the SNES CD. Right. And then they had to pair it all back and put what they did there, and it was really good. But here it feels like eh, no, 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 no holds, no holds. We can finally. I just wish they wouldn't have said, hey, let's make Final Fight the the combat mechanic. Right. That's boring. Like, have me do, I don't know what I wanted exactly, but I could have gone, you know, just do top down like you did last time. (laughs) You know? I do think it was a very confusing time. I... I I try to think back and I read a lot of these, you know, interviews with with, uh, with these, these creators and I'm like, man, it had to be really... Had be totally different. I mean, most of these guys had been working in the you know the industry for a while, and nothing had taken quite the leap. I mean, you kept getting more storage space. That was always the problem. It was like, oh, I need more memory, I need more memory. Ah, oh. but it was always still sprite work, right? It was always just sprite work, and then all of a sudden, three D. Yeah, it, it changes everything. It does. Three D gives you. Uh, the, it gives you the uh, like. You're not wrong. We talk about this all the time. The shift right. to three D was a massive design language change. Yeah, and and it took them a while to get their heads around it, but everybody was pushing for it so hard that some really meaningful two D projects either got overlooked, canceled, or didn't sell very well because right. people are like two D. That's old, you know. Now we look back and go, no, 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 you should have done more of this. Like this is awesome. Make more two D, cool, yeah. intricate looking, rad sprite based stuff. And they were afraid to, and I don't blame them. The sales were leaning three D, so of course that's what yeah. you do. But you're right. This game, I think, suffered and from just the time it came. I might also be suffering right now because we I might be suffering from mm, I'm not sure what to call it. Last week mm. we did Legend of Dragoon. We sure did. That's right. No. Panzer Dragoon. No. Panzer Dragoon. Yeah. There's no legend in there. Legend. I've seen legend so much this week. It's totally <laughs> confused me. Um but yeah, the Dragoon, Panzer Dragoon. So we did that. And for some reason, and then before then, we did another, uh, we did the fight games that were also on the Sega Saturn. So, I mean, recently I've seen so many sprite-based games that were that were lingering around that I never saw when the once the PS hit. Once the PlayStation mm-hmm. hit, I didn't see any of this stuff. I know, because you avoided it like I did. You, thought, you yeah. thought 3D was too cool, and why are we messing around with 2D still? We thought we were seeing a giant sea change. We were, but yeah. we didn't realize how much better the 2D stuff would age versus the janky-looking yeah. 3D bullshit would age. And I think and, because all yeah. this stuff is still so new to me in the last month or so, I get very excited about it. So I may be painting it because of my latest excitement about rediscovering or discovering this stuff for the first time. So maybe I'm kind of sell- overselling. No, I'm totally, maybe I'm, I'm kind of like Square. I'm, I'm selling it a little bit too much. but I'm doing the same thing. To me, it's... it's, it's I'm doing exactly the same thing. In fact, I started playing that. I think I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. There's a turn-based uh, series of games from 
Konami, they're about to get a re- remaster themselves, and they're called Suikoden 1 and 2. I think I'm saying right. that right. Okay. And at the time, people really liked them. They were turn-based, fun, story-based, you know, kind of Final Fantasy-ish games, but they were 2D. They were on the PlayStation, and they didn't sell well because, again, this had this stigma, well, those are old graphics. We want new graphics, right? Mm-hmm. But I went back and played these. They're really freaking good. Yeah. Like, legitimately yeah. good, and they look great. Because 2D stuff looked great on the 32-bit era hardware. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, I'm glad. I guess that's why we do this show, is we get to bring up these things and look at them from this perspective. Oh, yeah. But in the year, you know, 1999, if I'm looking at Legend of Mana or I'm looking at Twisted Metal, I'm going Twisted Metal. Because that's, oh, what, yeah, that's, the, metal, that's the brain I had then. Yeah. That's how I thought. And now I'm having different thoughts, you know? <laughs> good to challenge your what you think your tastes are it really is yeah. but it, i i hear a lot of people because it, it is such a departure legend of mana is such a huge departure from secret of mana in just about every way you can imagine mm-hmm. other than it existing kind of in the same universe of the whole idea of the mana story you yeah. know weapons magic and special abilities right. combat real time that kind of stuff but they are really two different flavors for sure so it's okay if you are land in one camp or the other is there are they are very different games and it's kind of hard to compare one to the other do you remember the year 1995 and the do game trials of mana no you don't I, because it only came out I in japan it didn't come here america never got it you bastards what the hell you i guess they i guess it didn't sell enough so they uh, right what a bunch of bs that was the uh so that would be the one between so this release between secret of mana and legend of mana and maybe that's the reason why we didn't get the connective tissue there was trials of mana which only released for the super famicom in 1995 like you said and i don't know anything about it but they're in 2000 because it wasn't called trials of mana it was called seiken densetsu three one two three three Whatever, three yeah. in in uh in japan uh, so it was obviously part of the series, but we didn't get it here until 2019. And of course, we had updated graphics. Yeah, this version we're looking at else. here on video, by the way, is the is what you're seeing. Yeah, um, and I, I tested it just a little bit, and I was like, okay, that's cool. But I didn't want to I didn't want to get too deep into it because I knew most likely most of our listeners didn't play it until it came out in 2019. So it kind of feels like a new game. I want to uh, see it's Rab- rabbis. I hate the stupid rabbis. It's fifty rabbis. <laughs> it's fifty percent off right now. Secret of Mana too. Fifty percent off. It's only twenty four bucks. Came out in two thousand nice. actually, April of two thousand. And uh, this looks like I might want to play this. Oh yeah. You know what? It's pretty cool. Now this is supposed to be the twenty nineteen. I thought it was a twenty nineteen. Now maybe this is another one that was released. No, twenty eighteen was the Secret of Mana remake, right? Hold on. Yeah, but in 2019, I thought we got the trials. See, there's just so many mana. See, Secret of Mana. Okay, so I'm going to look this up here just to make sure. Secret of Mana, right. the old 2D looking, or sorry, 3D remake. Right. 2018. Uh, that has mixed reviews. Nobody's real happy about that. Um, right. And then Trials of Mana was April 24th, 2020. Oh, uh, okay, 2020. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that one is highly reviewed. It did real good here. So I'm right. wondering if I ought not to... Uh, Ought not to pick it up. This a, cha- a shot. I mean, it's it's, it's completely new. Look, to it's me. no Legend of Mana. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's. Not, I mean, maybe it isn't. But I also I love. I really like the look of this engine. This looks nice. Yeah, it's a very good looking engine. It's very modern, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. I might do it. 
It's half yeah. off right now. Let me do it. There's but a... see, it's, it looks like it's almost got some of the, it looks like it kind of pulls a little bit from everything. I, I may be wrong. I, I, I really wanted to check this one out, but I didn't feel like I had enough. What's the word? Bandwidth. Bandwidth. Yeah. yeah. To throw that one in there too. Uh, the mana fans seem to like this one. I'm, I'm reading some Reddit posts. People are. But what do the mana fans think? What are the who's? The what? The mana fans. Oh, the the, you said man- the mana fans love it. But what do the mana fans think? <laughs> the of mana fans' noses are too far up their own buttholes to have a comment. They can't comment. Uh, well, anyway, that happened and didn't happen until uh, recently. So I hope you enjoyed waiting 25 years for that to come out. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that you like it now. And that yeah. is our brief look at these games. They're really good. They're influential. Yeah. They're rad. They're they're uh, they're more than just a alternative Zelda uh, game, in my opinion. Uh, and they're fun to, and we didn't even get to explore it a lot, but I would like to explore one day. We've talked about doing that episode on translation, and we're going to remember that name, Ted Woosley, uh, who did the English translations. I think it was for, I think, I think it had 30 days to translate. Oh my gosh. Uh, the Secret of Mana. And I was thinking, that's nothing. No. I played the game like in 10 hours, and I was like, but imagine all the, the different possibilities and permeations and how much text there must be there. And I'm like, and then you got to like, it's not like a movie where like when you do a movie, you can see the characters on screen and it's always those characters on screen. And it's always a translation of what people are seeing. Whereas in a video game, that voice prompt, that, that language prompt may pop up, but at what point in time, you know, and where is the character on the screen? And there's just like a million questions. And I'm like, 30 days, (laughs) Ted Woosley, you did it. You did it, my friend. You did it, Ted. You did it. Did it. Good job, man. <laughs> I, for real, though, I I think localization is like a really. I don't know if I call art. it an art. It is an art, I guess. There's an art to yeah. it, you know, because you got to translate not just direct language to language stuff. You have to translate meaning yeah. and subtlety and characterization. Like it's not easy. So when they when this is done well, I'm always impressed. When it's done poorly, I laugh. I laugh like a maniac. and that's what it makes it actually makes it almost. Uh, more memorable if it's because, if it's cheesy yeah, oh yeah that's where oh, i yeah. go with so yeah it's like it really stands out because it's like if you know what they mean but it made you laugh and not to mention ted also i watched some interviews uh, or some i read some stuff oh i love ted him. also on the apple tv uh, network yeah, ted also is ted also, also yeah um but you know he, he injected his own humor in it and some people like that and some people don't care for Ted's humor. Mm. So. <laughs> I see Ted up to his old tricks again. They'd say, right? Yeah. So, uh, and you know, Japanese really love a good pun, and translated that into you know English. Oh my gosh, I I, I can't wait for us to talk more about that. I, I almost feel like we need an expert though. I feel like we need a couple of experts on the show. When we yeah. do that one though. Yeah, somebody who really so somebody who does this for a living. We'd love to talk. To yeah, them. if you're out there and you do like translation or. Um, uh, localization. Let us know if you want to do a little uh, quickie. Doesn't even have to be that big a deal. Just <laughs> oh, like, look, hey, yeah. I just saw this. I looked up Trials of Man to see where it was at. It's everywhere. But if you got the PlayStation Plus, I do. Included <laughs> Trials of Mana. <laughs> Trials of Mana, baby. I'm loading it up now. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to get this game. Yeah, I think you I'm going to PlayStation Plus, right? Don't you? Have that? <clears throat> I do. And if it's on there, yeah. wait, the basic one or the mid one or the big one? Which one? Trials which, of Mana, and I'm loading it now. I'm loading it now. Find, I was which, which it's going to be a two-factor authentication. Okay, we got to find out which version of Plus that is. But if it's the version <clears throat> in the now, I had the big, I had the big Plus. 
I have well, the plus plus. You have the the middle one or the because there's three tiers. Do you know which one? I, I have the one with the retro stuff, which is like twenty bucks. Okay, that's three. Like that. That's tier three. I have tier yeah. two. <laughs> two, tier two. two. Um, I think maybe I knocked it down to one. I can't remember. I remember. <laughs> I remember feeling like tier one tier wasn't or tier two wasn't as worth it as I thought it was. I right. was a little bit bummed with it. But tier one's fine. They get free games every month and all that. But maybe it's in there and I just haven't looked. I'll have to go look. Okay. Uh, you know what? When the show's over, if it's on there. Included a- with games catalog in your PlayStation Plus subscription. Then it's the basic one. I'm in either way. I'm going to play that yeah. today. Oh, it's a PS4 version. So, yeah, probably so. Yeah, it'll play. Oh, fine. it's got dual shock on it. Oh. Oh, what? Oh, dual God. shock support in this yeah, day re- and age? Remote play supported too? What? All right. Oh, they got a demo. Yeah, they got demos. You love the demos. Remember the demos back in the day? Brian would only do demos for a long time. That's right. I feel like you got over that that weird demo period. I got over it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah, that game sounded like this. Duran, hey, you're up. (laughs) Pull yourself together. This dialogue's awesome. Here comes more. Commence the final match for the Sword Mastery Tournament Youth Division. Combatants, forward! <laughs> I'll break you like a dry noodle. <laughs> Give it a try! I dare you! Duran, <laughs> hey, you're up. Hey, oh, it's playing again. Hey, Duran! Uh, I'll break you like a dry noodle, which is... Yeah. Which is much which much easier than the, the, the wet noodle. It's oh, yeah, it's a dry, brittle that. noodle. If it was a wet noodle, you'd yeah. have elasticity, you'd have resistance. Right. Ah. It wouldn't be great. Uh, well, anyway, there's your uh, the, your Mana series look. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and we hope you play a little of those sometime uh, soon. Do this with us now, though, won't you? Destroy it. <laughs> Time to play Guess Our Game. This is where we uh, play some audio from an old game. We give a couple of hints. We give each other three questions. And we have to guess what each other brought. Uh, I'll start today with a Game Boy Color game from 2001, Brian. Oh, Color, you say? Okay. What did you say? What year? 2001. Oh, I thought you said 2009. Let's say it's not possible. That would okay, make it ahead. 22 years old, this, yeah, uh, this game. Gotcha. Uh, and I will give you one hint ahead of all this. This, became, this was a revelation that this even existed to me this week. I was surprised by it, okay? It has been revealed. It has been revealed. Here's the sound. My ears. Now, here's some actual gameplay. I know that song. Any guesses or questions? Game Boy Color. Okay, yep. so is this? Um, uh, it is. Um, it is. Is it a um, a Nintendo uh, property? Is it? Is, is there a first first party? It is. A, this is where things get weird. It is kind okay, of. Okay. It's a conjunct. It's it. It's with conjunction. It's a function conjunction. It's a. <laughs> let's say it's the. I just want to give away the name because it might give it away. But the developer of the title works with Nintendo all the time, and in this case, did as well. But it's. But let's just say that was a. It's, weird, but it's, it's not Nintendo, but they work with Nintendo a lot. So yeah. it feels like a Nintendo property. Yeah, it, it's a weird collaboration. I'll say that. Okay. 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 It is published by Nintendo. I should say that. So they published. Okay. Them. Yeah, published by Nintendo. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but developed by a close third yeah very close third party that they use a lot for a lot of things 
including okay, something, okay. and I'll say this, this may give it away, including something that is almost identical to the game you're hearing right now. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it's, it's very weird, actually, what I found out. Okay. Okay. Something she's going to start find out. Okay. Um, okay. My second guess. My second guess. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, is it is is it a, a, a side scrolling? It is not a side scrolling platformer. You have one question left. Okay. Did I did I did I ruin myself by adding platformer? Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, let's see. Um, Game Boy Color. It is not so. Oh, um, yeah. Is it uh, now? You played a lot of golf this past week is is it is it sports related yes that way i can still squeeze some stuff in there okay, yes sports related it is sports related <laughs> is it some kind of i keep trying to think of i didn't have i see i didn't have a game boy color oh i loved mine i did i have a game boy color i had a yellow I think one I did, but it was very brief at a I'm yellow one, and I took, I, it, I took it everywhere. It was my toilet time machine. And you, and you said it wasn't, so it's not going to be Mario since it's not first party, right? Definitely so, not Definitely not Mario. Although your questions uh, are over, but yeah. <laughs> let's see. Is it P- Pac-Man Golf? That is, let's just double check. Hold on. Is that correct? Is a Pac-Man Golf? Incorrect. It is not Pac-Man oh. Golf. Um, but... This is a little bit, not a cheat, but it's a little bit of a cheat. Uh, this is a really weird thing. It is called Mobile Golf by Camelot. And it came okay. out the exact same time as Mario Golf uh, in Japan. It never came here, although I have a ROM right, right. that's been localized. I don't know where that came from, but it totally works, which is where I captured right. this from. It is, it, how do I put this? It is exactly the same game. The With the game. only it's- exception is there's Mario's not in it. None of the Nintendo called- characters are in it. And none of the worlds, none of the courses are based on Nintendo things. And there's no Nintendo music. Other than that, graphically, functionally, yeah, it sounded, structurally, it's the it same like as they were using game. some, uh, because that song is really familiar. That sounds like they were, they were using some public domain type music. That's what I was trying to figure out. Yeah, and it may be. Um, I don't know. Right. Like I, the way I'm playing it is just—it's weird to me how it's—it's it's, like moment to moment, it is the same ass game, right? Just flipped to not Mobile have Nintendo golf. stuff in it. So why though? The, why does the, it exist? Right. Mario is popular in I, Japan. I don't get it. Like why even do this? Interesting question. Where they, where they were trying to appeal to the non-Mario fans, it's like yeah, it is. Kind of, I'm looking at it now. It is maybe a little more. Maybe maybe they were afraid that people would think that Mario was too childish. Maybe it's I mean, a Mario game golf exclusively released in Japan on the Game Boy Color. Is a Mario golf game weird in terms of gameplay and story time? Storyline is very similar to the English Mario golf. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, maybe this is the point. Point the mobile adapter Game Boy, a Japanese exclusive accessory. So this was an accessory seller. Yeah, it's ah. they had an accessory for it to let you play or no share scores is what it was. So you could Connect with your cell phone. Hooking up to the cellular device. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an adapter that went to your oh. cell phone. You would connect, and then if your friend had, you know, a hole in one, your you the stats would now reflect that on his device because he has the device also. So yes, that is one defining difference. Um, but there's no reason they couldn't have done that with Mario Golf. Like why right. did, why have this this weird thing with these? Kind of make well, you know, they probably assume that most people who had a mobile adapter would probably be adults. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting question. I, I would fight like to see if there was like some 
But the right kids, it but still it kind of feels like that. But the characters are still, still very chibi and kid ish. Like, yeah, there's nothing about it where I'd go, oh, it's very adult now. Suddenly, like I, this, this to me just seems mm-hmm. like a strange aberration. Like, why make two yeah. of these? Or why not yeah. just if you're going to do the mobile thing? Because look, mobile phones were not there yet in America, but Japan was doing some wild stuff. Why not just have their version, the Japanese version of Mario Golf, have this functionality? I don't, I don't get it. Right. Wouldn't it sell more? Like it's these are not characters you know. So. These are a bunch of generic looking weirdos. Right. It's very hmm. weird. So weird. I, but I ended up playing a bunch of it, and it's very good. But it also is I Mario know Golf more now. Yeah, it's all the same. The only difference is these courses don't have like, you know, pipes around that Mario might go through or might you know different like Mario ish things happening. It's more like hey, here's a traditional course with grass and. Oh, look at Whatever. This. You could, you actually could. It looks like, are they unlockable? It had Mario, Princess Peach, Yoshi, and Foreman Spike. What yeah, the there are that? also some third-party stuff you could unlock. Yeah. So you could Neat. do other, you could do some character unlocks and stuff. But the main game was never about Mario or Luigi or... Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. No, no. The Mario I, I stand by what, how you sold this. Absolutely. Isn't this it is weird? Good. It's freaking weird. That's wild. Well, that was one of the games I played this week while I tried to get my golf on and... uh I have to admit it's it was pretty on. fun. Uh, let's play yours. Do you have a you have a couple of hints for me to start? Sure. We're gonna be we're heading back to 1995, the release year for the PlayStation. Ooh, this one's from. holy shit! Here we go. Gosh, I know this. Yes, you do. If this were a plane crash, I could eat the other passengers. It's Gex. Yeah, I nailed it. It's Perfect. Gex, isn't it? <laughs> so good. Because you know who that is. That's um, who's the comedian? Um, uh, that will be um, um, he does. Wait, uh, wait, don't tell me now. Um, oh my gosh, I can't think of his name. Ah, uh, Dana. Uh, Dana. Dana Dana Gould, that's it. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That yes. was a 3DO game first, and then um, it was. This yeah. was a port that was released for the PlayStation. It was originally a 3DO game. Yeah, and the 3DO game version of Gex was very cool, and everyone mm-hmm. thought, "Oh, this will be their Mario. This is their Crash Bandicoot yeah. or whatever." But right. it wasn't. <laughs> it was not. No, but it's not, it's nice that it got some, you know. Some love elsewhere. Absolutely. Good job. Guessing it right away. I wasn't sure if you would or not. It was kind of one of those things. It's like, I'm taking a chance here. It'll either be hilarious because it'll be frustrating. He won't quite get it. Or he'll guess it right away. Yeah. I took a chance. I spun the wheel. You did. And Scott did. won. And uh, it was, uh, boy, Gex is kind of ugly now. Oof. But at the time, We're I thought definitely going to have to do cool. a Gex episode because he is he is so, he he lived and died in a certain era and I kind of always love visiting those kind of things. Yeah, this Gex is a weird gecko, Gex 3 deep under undercover. Yeah. Or deep cover. You don't ever hear about anyone reviving Gex, do you? No. You know? <laughs> and then Dana Gould yapping the whole time. All right. Nicely done, Scott. I win today. Good job, Scott. I congratulate myself. All right. Good job. Time for some listener feedback. Welcome to the Treasure Room. 
to start things off today with an email, Brian. And uh, this came to playretroshow at gmail.com from Flo, who says, fellas, thanks for making oh. this show. Brings back so many great memories from my childhood, from my younger brother beating me constantly in Street Fighter 2 by just mashing freaking buttons to playing with and watching my dad play Privateer and the Wing Commander series. Oh, Loved that episode and forwarded it to my dad, and he got a big kick out of it. I hope I didn't swear oh. too much for your dad. Anyway, I know you get a ton of suggestions, but one that I have is Master Blaster for the NES. Who runs Bada Town? Um, I haven't gotten <laughs> back in, into it since my teen years, but remember it kicking kicking my ass. It had two point five uh, different, or sorry, two two point five different play styles. One being a two D platformer in your tank, and your tiny little guy could also get out of it, and a top down Zelda dungeon like shooter. I think it. Uh, this was one that you would enjoy and maybe one the rest of your audience may not mm-hmm. already know about. Definitely would suggest being uh, able to set up saves since it is long and can be brutal without them. Appreciate you both. Sent from my space phone, Flo. Uh, hey, Flo. I, I love actually, this I believe game. I have this one. Um, oh, I played the shit out of this game. On the real one. Day. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's still good. I've been looking. Yeah, I've been looking to play something on my real NES that operates back here. Uh, and I believe I do have the cart. So that, might, that is definitely something maybe next time we swing back around the NES era, maybe we do just that. It was originally, oh, where's the, where's the game? Hold on. This is not the one I'm looking for. Master Blaster game. Wasn't there a Blaster there a, Master? I always want to say Master Blaster, though. Same. I always get it wrong. Same. Um, Who runs Bottertown? Not Blaster Master. That's what, that's what messes me up. But there's like a version on Steam that's pretty good. Let's see. What version is this? There is a, I want to say this is the, oh, this is the direct port of the NES version. It's only $4.99 on Steam. Oh, that might be yeah. worth picking up. Or you up. could get it. Oh, Blaster Master Zero. Oh, what is this one? I never saw this one. Yeah. There's a, a, isn't there a Genesis and Super NES game? I think there are. It probably is. Yeah. Blaster Master. It is Blaster Master, right? <laughs> yeah, Blaster Master. Got it right that time. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, let's see. I just want to find this real quick. Uh, it is... Uh, oh my here God. we go. Platform, running gun. Did it never go anywhere else? That can't be right. I don't know, but I'm looking at this one from 2017. This amazing, this blaster, blaster master zero for the, for the switch from 2017. Oh, you know, nice. Oh, here it is. North American exclusive sequel, master blaster, blaster master two for the Genesis. That's where I played it. Oh, yeah. That's where I played it. Um, Game Boy has a bunch of stuff. There's a WiiWare version. That's all shut down now. 3DS got a version <laughs> on the eShop. And like I said, there is... Oh, the Evercade collection has... Uh, oh, has that interesting. I haven't talked about the Evercade in a while. Yeah, it's been a bit. You know what? I'll play this. Yeah. I like that game. I would have happy... I, I think there's a huge fandom for that. We should play that. Oh, yeah, yeah. We should definitely, next time we come around to the NES era again, we should totally do that. If you've never noticed, that's what Play Retro does. We kind of take it era to era. That's how we do. Era, 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 era. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for the email. We also have a voicemail about Battlezone. Check this out. Hey, this is for Play Retro. I uh, just had a suggestion. I got, I'm not sure if it's two words or one word. Battlezone. Uh, back in the early 80s, uh, the yes. game came out in the arcades. You stare into the periscope. You can never reach that volcano in the distance. Uh-huh. Hide behind the see-through pyramids and cubes. One shot, you can't reload until it disappears across the horizon. <laughs> yeah. The controls were just two levers, push forward, pull back. 
Yes. Great game. But also, did not maybe also know that a, a game sort of like it came out in the in the late 90s, well, under the same name, but it was a real-time strategy. You were in the trenches with the tanks, building builders and all kinds of stuff, and, and mechs, and you were jumping around to the to Venus and Mars, and your enemies were the Russians. So just hoping you could uh, – I don't think you've done it yet. Really enjoy Play Retro. Just listen to the one on uh, Metal Gear. Looking forward to Jurassic Park next week. So uh, this is uh, Chuck B on Discord. Uh, Chuck, Chuck B, B. Chuck yeah. D on Discord. D, Big D. All right, so here's the deal, Chuck D. That is your real professional Did you street say Chuck name. Chuck B or Chuck D? Is it Chuck D? What'd you say? I don't know. I, you? Just, I thought you said Chuck B. But it I might be B. Wrong. Maybe it is B. Anyway, Battlezone, all-time classic. I won a digital Timex watch. In oh, a, fancy. In a, <laughs> in a local competition on Battlezone when I was like, 13 or something nice and i won and uh, went home with this fancy freaking watch on my it's a cheesy ass watch i don't have it still i wish i did i would love to still have that but i won this competition in this arcade went up a bunch of other players and i and i got the high score in battlezone so i loved i love vector based games they kind of you know sprites took over quickly it was kind of a battle for a while. It was like, oh, we're going to do Vector. We're going to do Sprites. We're going to do. I don't know. Let's see. You know what the good and, news for uh, Vector was? It would come back, but it would come yeah. back in the form of being, <laughs> they, were, they were the foundation Ver- of the vertices in 3D anyway. So Yeah, that's right. So Vector yeah, in the end won, you know? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Quite a sort of. And they also, yeah. you know, that's, that's what the, those red Vector lines would have in our little virtual boys and stuff too. Yeah. But I do remember Battlezone and it was so cool. I loved playing this. It was like another, what was the Periscope one too? There was a couple of them where you had to literally lean your face up against it with the, where all the sweat of all well, the def- previous. Battlezone cameras. definitely had that. You couldn't see it unless you yeah. put your head right on there. And then they had yeah, a, yeah. They had a um, submarine game that was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. That's the submarine game I remember too, I believe. Yeah. Seawolf or something, maybe? Seawolf, yeah, that's it. Yeah, or a Periscope. I can't remember. It was something like that. Anyway, you, you'd put your you'd put your head against where the other man had had his sweaty face. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. Where the but, other uh, man. Oh, my gosh. Yep, I'm looking at that arcade right now. Oh, no, you know what? That one had... Uh, there were a couple of versions of that cabinet. One where you had to look in the Periscope hole and the other one with right. the widescreen. The only one I ever saw was the the one where you had to look in the in the in the hole. That was the only one I ever saw. Yeah. We were a lot less concerned about people's facial oils back then. You know? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, put your face in there. Go ahead, put your face in there. Go ahead and get some pink eye. Go ahead. Yeah, there Stick it, it is, in there. Chat. There it is. You can look right I up. got a bad case of the battle zone eye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there was a minute, the hot minute there. That's that the was one. that was the thing, and, and that's for the me, Seawolf. That's the one. That's Seawolf. My 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 love though for Battlezone goes deep, so I would be happy to return yeah. to that. Let's do it. Yeah, let's yeah. do it, man. Definitely. Do it. Uh, thanks for your voicemail. You can send voicemails just like Chuck B or D did to eight zero one four seven one zero four six two, or you can email us playretroshow at gmail dot com. Also, that voicemail number also doubles it as a text line, so you can send us text there as well. That would be fine. Our next discussion that would be that would be fine. It would be I just suppose. fine. Our next discussion is going to be uh, jumping up to the 64-bit era for a hot minute and talking about Banjo Kazooie because it just turned 25 years old. Everyone, yes, it did. Can you believe it? 1998 Banjo Kazooie, a game I never really played. Thought I did. And we talked about that back on our Crash Bandicoot because I kept getting 
the two confused for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that know. was that year. 98 were so many good yeah. games, and people forget one of those games was Banjo-Kazooie, the original on the N64. Uh, Banjo-Tooie to come after that. We got a GBA game as well, which I have actually played, and it's weird. Um, you know, not to mention all the spin-outs and other stuff, and why we don't have one today. There's actually a pretty good theory as to why Banjo-Kazooie lies dormant. Dormant. In is, the, it the, in the, is it the the Tui or is it the Kazooie the problem? Is it the bird or is it the beast? Well, you might argue that it's a Microsoft problem because they own that shit oh. now. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what their problem is. I think they should make a new one. That nuts and bolts game that came out on the 360 was excellent. Yes. And by the way, worth your time now. If you've got uh, Game Pass, it's on there. Just play it. It's great. Um, it holds up. And maybe maybe is the foundation for what even like Tears of the Kingdom ended up being this year. Oh. Very similar gameplay. So anyway, Banjo Kazooie finally getting its spotlight right here on Play Retro, and that will be next Wednesday. That's right, you're getting a show like what two two and a half like, days? Like two days. It's gonna be a squeeze. Yeah, it's gonna be real <laughs> tight. We're gonna have to really get that one in there, but we're making it right. happen for you at home, the people, the people we love. All right, so look forward to that. That'll be next week. Uh, in the meantime, please join us on our uh, Patreon. It's a new month. That's a perfect time to join yeah. up and show support for your favorite show talking about retro stuff. Patreon.com slash play retro. Next Wednesday, I'll have an announcement about something cool regarding our patron stuff that even Brian doesn't know about yet. I'll talk Away to you. Wait, I know. I haven't even talked to you. This is like it's total just came to my head right now. Sweet. I'm going to tell you about it later. Do it. Patreon.com slash play retro. Be like spaghetti syntax. Love that guy. He's making oh, a. Um, uh, he's making a vampire survivors like uh, game with the core crew oh. in it. I'm hoping oh. Dunaway's in there too. We'll, we'll have to talk to him. Please, see yes. What he's doing. Uh, anyway, he's a programmer guy and a real smart dude. Anyway, love him. Spaghetti syntax. Uh, Seb and Colin Nelson all have joined us uh, this week. No commercials ever. Pre-show content every week. Monthly benefits and some new stuff. I'll talk about next week right here on Play Retro. Uh, one other thing I was going to mention about that. What was it? It was that. Uh, oh. Brian mentioned at the top of the show, we talked about mostly in pre-show, but we are on the new, extremely popular Threads social network. If you'd like to follow us, Brian is at Brian Dunaway. I am at Actual Scott with two T's on the Scott. All right. Not the the actual part, (laughs) Uh, but actual spelled like it is Scott, S-C-O-T-T, T-T, wait, (laughs) S-C-O-T-T. I'm making it home so much harder than it needs to be. Yes, you are. Uh, yeah, threads.net to get the app, so go check it out. Uh, and if you don't know what that is, it's kind of a first real Twitter possible replacement ever. Right. Everything not that we're trying to replace Twitter, but hey, why not? I don't care. I do kind of want to replace That place sucks these days, so yes, yeah. replace it. Be better. Be better and stay better. How about that? That's what I want. Competition. Competition's good. Fart. Uh, that will... <laughs> That will do it for us. Uh, don't forget to uh, send us those emails, playretroshow at gmail.com, 801 And as always, you can find us on the website, frogdance.com slash playretro, or all the past episodes and feeds and links and stuff. They're all there. Brian, anything else to say before we leave today? Best podcast on the internet. Holy shit. Mana. Oh, it's Mana. Okay. And the best pronunciation of mana on the internet. Thanks, everybody, <laughs> for mana. listening. We'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com. I'll break you like a dry noodle. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.